live from a slow-rolling rock down a track that it should not be rolling. <laughs> it's shenanigans. This week, it's a, it's a twofer. You're only getting Matt. Hello. And Craig. Rich, he's not feeling well, so he couldn't make it the last minute. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. You're right. <laughs> and Alan, he's otherwise predisposed. He's not, he's not exposing himself, but he could be. We don't have any control over him when he's not here. <laughs> And Walden kind of was was kind of being uh, snippy about it. I thought tonight. <laughs> yeah, he's got stuff going on at he's home. He's got so much going on, and wise. yeah, and his son's graduation party's coming up next week or this end of this week. That's a busy. That's yep. My kids is next week, and then I have another party the week after that. Besides, plus all the so I get it. And yeah. he's got to drive to West Seneca or something. So yeah, that's totally that's it. a terrible drive that he's got to do every day. And. I actually do have to work tomorrow. So, where do you have to work tomorrow? I I'm in I'm in I'm local this week, so I'll be in the the Tonawandas and probably into West Seneca this so week. So be up by the one I was near today. I will definitely hit that one this week sometime. All right. Today was my office day, so I'm I'm well rested after a nice nap. Nice. Yeah, I had to go to the Tonawanda Public Library. I haven't been up there in probably 15 years. But I still knew the way, like my car knew. My yeah, when, when I get out that way, I, I, it's almost muscle memory as to how you to get around. Right. And other than a couple times a year for work, I don't get that way at all. North Tonawanda is not difficult to get to, but it's not the easiest place to get to either coming from Lockport. It's not a straight shot like no. you think it would be. It, right. I mean, Lo- Niagara Falls, you can either go 31 or Lockport Road and you're there at some point. But North Tonawanda is off the other way. Right, and it's not easy to get to from any place, really. Right. It's not terrible either, but... No, but... I usually roll down Nash Road and tip my hat at the the recreation department there on Nash Road because uh-huh. they built their rec- park and rec department on top of a cemetery and just left the, left the bodies there. <laughs> so if you're sliding down a slide, you can't you can go head first because there's a headstone near the bottom of the slide. <laughs> it's free land. We can make a park out of it, right? Sure. Eminent domain. Just move those stones out of the way. Yeah. Grind them up. Use them as fill. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't too bad. So anyway, to the lie from part, I think, and this is where I'm going to ask your advice because you know a little bit about the medical background. I think I have a kidney stone. This thing started Thursday night and my back hurt up a little higher than where it normally hurts. Maybe a fist and a half above my belt line. Uh Uh-huh. And it just hurt on my left side. And it was quick, and then it was over. And the next morning, it wasn't too bad. It was a little bit tender. And then Friday afternoon, it, like, kicked back again. And then Saturday and Sunday, oh, boy. It, we went out. Where the hell did we go? Oh, we had to take my daughter to Camp Timbercrest down in Randolph for a Girl Scout camp. Okay. And on the way back, we stopped at Cheeburger Cheeburger because I love that place. And it was bothering me all day. Like, it hurt, and but it was migrated. It was seemed to like be lower and more to the right but still on the very left side uh-huh. and we're sitting eating it and I just finished my burger and I was working on my french fries with the zesty horseradish sauce because that's the only way to eat them there all of a sudden the pain was so intense I felt nauseous I just didn't move for a couple of minutes and then it went away and it's still there and then last night in the middle of the night same thing all of a sudden out of nowhere just this blinding pain woke me up out of a sleep and then Today it's tender. I'll tell. It's tender and it's, it's not painful, but it's uncomfortable. 
And earlier, like, we're getting ready to come over here. It almost felt like I was going to get another one of those attacks where it was really, really intense pain. But I've never had one. I know people that have had them, and it's been excruciating. Um, I know a guy that passed one and never knew he was passing it until it came out. Wow. He was probably got a bigger dick than I do, so. <laughs> he said, he said, I mean, he, 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 he come looking for me and then he wanted to talk to my mom because my mom was a nurse. He said he was standing there hanging an arc and all of a sudden the stream stops and here's a ping, this little plunk. And then the stream started again and it was, it was as smooth as like lake glass. Wow. Which is probably why it didn't hurt him any. Right. Usually they're, they're. As microscopic as they can be, they're jagged, and that's what fucking hurts. Right, and the more red meat you eat, the more jagged they are. And I'm, you know, well, yeah, that's a that's a leading cause of them, which I can't believe I haven't had one yet. Well, so I look it up. Lower left pain. When it was so bad, I'm thinking I can't remember what side the appendix is on. It's on the right side. Yeah, but I wanted to make sure. I can't rely on memory because you know I don't want it to burst and then die over something that I should have just gone to the doctor for. That'll be more front pain too. And uh, it's definitely back and side, if that makes any difference. Yeah. So I look up lower left ab- abdominal pain and back pain. And the top two things are, the top one is kidney stone. Number two is diverticulitis. Yeah. But that, that doesn't come on suddenly. There's, there, there's warning signs ahead of time. Yeah. I didn't have any warning signs. They give me the whole list. I don't, nope, nope, nope. Now, that does, my uncle had it and my grandfather had it. So the possibility is there that I could have had that, but there none of the other signs. That'll come and go there. That won't ever go away. So I don't think it's that. I think it's because it's background. It's like background noise. Uh-huh. You know it's there, and if you move wrong, you feel it. But then every once in a while, it just hurts like a mother, and it feels like it's in a different spot, like it's rolling or something. Right, because it's catching as it's, as it's passing through. Yeah. So All the doctors are going to do is give you a screen to piss through. Yeah, I'm probably not even going to go to the doctor. Maybe some pain medicine if you, in case you need it, because it, it, it's excruciating. There, my wife said I turned just, just like white as a sheet at the when we were eating dinner yesterday. She goes, are you okay? I'm like, uh-huh. And I was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm sweating. <laughs> so it hasn't been too bad today. Like I said, probably about an hour before I came here, it bothered me a little bit, but it hasn't. And I've been pounding water like crazy. That'll help get, you know, flush it. I drank over a gallon of water f- between 5 o'clock and 11 o'clock last Jesus night. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's piss the bed. Uh, well, they'd say, too, that it'll make you feel like you got to pee a lot. And I go, I already feel like that all the time. Because mm-hmm. I read one time 30 years ago that if you hold it for too long, it could cause erection problems later in life. <laughs> so it's always been in my mind. Like, the first moment I get an inkling I need to go to the bathroom, I'm in the bathroom. Right. Well, it screws with your bladder anyway. I mean... You get your bladder will get used to holding it, and then you'll retain fluid even if you piss normal, and then you start leaking and dribbling and shit as you get older. And no, I I go all the time. Yeah, you should go. You should you just, well, especially women. They they should go all the time. They shouldn't hold it. it screws up their cooch. And so does having kids because my wife has to cross her legs when she sneezes. Yeah, I know a guy who's had. They had seven kids in 11 years. Holy cow. Yeah. And it, it, she, she said, at, at, at this point, she can't even hold in a fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of kids to pass through there in that yeah. window of time. Right. I mean, Any got, doubles or no, multiples? No, all just, all just singles. single kids, yeah. Wow. And he, he, had, he, he ended up having another one, but with somebody else. 
It's like when we had kids, we had the twins, and then we had one more, and someone said to me, oh, isn't one easy? Aren't twins hard? And I said, I didn't know any better. I just did it. Right. You don't, yeah. know, you don't know the difference at that point. If you had the all, twins all kids are hard. Yes. So when we give you difficulties in other places. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I wish that, that Walden was here because I know, or Alan with a Y because I have to ask an insurance question. We're looking up insurance, speaking of kids. For a kid who doesn't live with us, has her own address, and wants to buy a car. The insurance, I don't want to name the place that has the lizard, <laughs> but you know where I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. A six-month premium was four grand. Four grand? Yes. In just her name? Just her name. Uh, yeah. That's insane. It is. Well, sure, it's, in, it, it's insane anyway. I was 17 years old. I got State Farm. Would You go to general accident for the first six months. Right. And when I was in general accident, it was a little bit lower, but I had a good driving record. So then when I went into the general regular State Farm pool, I paid $1,200 a year at 17 or 18, which it's $100 a month. In those days, was a lot of money. But we're four, you're talking, how much is that? And that's a lot of money, man. I'm pay, it's I'm like paying, $700 a month. I'm paying... Closer to five a month for Austin's insurance. Five hundred a month. Yeah. Holy shnikes. And that's the policy and registration. How did they do it? The agent worked it out. His mother's on the. She's not the the titles in his name, but the registration and the insurance are listed in both names. Hers and his. And then it kind of made it cheaper than just his. And he was supposed to do. He was supposed to do a DMV class and something else online to lower it and never did, so I got to choke his ass. So do you have a personal vehicle aside from your... I don't, no. Okay. So I was going to ask how your personal insurance was affected by having a driver, but you wouldn't, you don't know. Yeah, because at that point, he was officially living over there, and the first car he drove was his grand... It was his grandmother's car she inherited from her father, who passed away, and... She put him on the policy, um, but covered it. I don't know what extra it cost her to do that. And I mean, how can you afford to have a fucking car at this point? You can't, really. I mean, he's making that much. I mean, the, basically, he's paying that much for the car. Right. So I can't. Ex- and I told him I'd cover the insurance for his first car. To, but now he's working for the fire department and making decent money. His, first, his big plan is to upgrade into a nice truck. And I told him at that point he's on his own because I can't cover insurance on that. Well, and that's the thing I don't get. The Lizard Place is charging more for the insurance than the car's value. How can they do that? No idea. Because she's looking at a 2009 PT Cruiser, plain Jane, bare-ass model. It doesn't seem right. I went no. with a, a local independent agent. That's what I want to do, but I was just pricing it out. I priced at Allstate. I didn't price it at State Farm because State Farm on their app wants her license number or her social security number, and there's no fucking way I'm putting either of those on an right. internet app. Right. And the Lizard Place. The Lizard Place was the most expensive. It wasn't even close. Really? Yeah. I figure State Farm would have. Well, you didn't get any pricing from them. No, Allstate was like four grand for the year. So the Lizard Place was double, <laughs> which I was kind of surprised by. But the things they don't tell you about parenting. You And also... I told her she was getting her license. She had to change. She's not living with us, so you have to change formally change your address. Well, why? 
because if you get insurance with our address and you're living someplace else, it's going to fuck us. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to Lee with Mariah because she officially resided there for a while. This was a few years ago. But so the insurance and everything went through the household and it, it screws everything up. It, it goes by household and sometimes you can work it out where there's a multi-car discount. Right. But if she's got an official address somewhere else, everything's got to be at that address. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to tell her. But uh, kids, man. I mean, even if you're in the position and choose to help her with that, it's still got to all go through her independently. Right. And it's just the way it is. Because if Austin lived with me, we couldn't have done what we did legally with the insurance through his mother. And I've got a horrible driving record. And I have no idea how kids can afford cars now. Because cars are, well, they're ungodly expensive. Oh, they're ridiculous. Because beaters are going for like seven grand. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. T- uh, my stepdad, I, I don't know if he's shooting from the hip or just joking, but he offered to sell Austin his truck. I just think it's too big for him at this point. He's, they, he, just, he, he had just bought my mom a used Equinox. So he's been tooling around with, in that, you know, doing errands and groceries and taking her wherever. But uh, I think the Silverado is just too big a vehicle for him. And, he, and they don't need two vehicles. Right. And he kind of half-jokingly offered to do that for Austin. And I don't know that that's the upgrade Austin wants to get into. I mean, he's almost got his truck paid off. And he's in a position where he could pay it off. He's got the money to do that. And then all he would have to do is the money he makes just sock away. Well, I'm just thinking about... So she's 18. She's had her license for three weeks, and that could be part of it. She's only had her license for three weeks. Yeah, it doesn't help any. But college for two of them. Cars, they're going to want help buying a car, too. I mean, there's only so much cash roll to go around if the rest of us want to eat. Now, I have a pretty good belly going on right now, so I could afford <laughs> you've got, to You've to got lose. some reserve. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to. Oh, yeah? I, I've worked hard. Well, my wife has worked hard. <laughs> For us to be in the position we're at. Right, right, yeah. To be comfortable. Yeah. I have no idea how these other people do it. Like, they, we were looking at new cars, and the cost of new cars, I was going to buy a new Ford Edge. Love that Ford Edge, and I want it. I don't know a single person that's driven an Edge that didn't love it. I know a lady, a friend of mine's mom, she's on, like, her, she hasn't driven anything but that since they come out. She's on her fourth or fifth Edge. Loves them. Seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah, that that's a that's a that's a new vehicle payment now. That's insane. Yeah, my first new car, I was twenty one. I purchased cars, used cars. I had a nice used car. Then I bought my mom's car that was three years old when she upgraded, and didn't have any miles on it. So it was nineteen ninety two that I bought it, and it was nineteen eighty nine Cavalier. So I had a nice car. Right. But it was three grand. It wasn't, you know, hugely expensive. So then I bought a brand new car in 1995, and the new car, I had a 95 Beretta, six-cylinder, had the, the bigger engine in it, had the, the spoiler on the back. It was a nice car. It was twelve grand, brand new. And I had a three-year three car loan on it, and it was 200 bucks. Yeah, there's no such thing anymore. My last oil change, I was sitting talking to the salesman we know, and at that point, he said, new cars are sticker or GM discount. There, there's no 
If, if you there's no haggling. No, if you if you're not willing to pay sticker price, there's three other people that will. It's crazy. He just sold a, a Corvette that was over a hundred grand. I believe it, and it probably wasn't brand new. I don't know. There's a lot of sports cars out there now. Yeah, well, it's at that time of year. That's how that's how the new management system is over there. Uh, if you notice the other dealership, they move all their trucks out, move all the cars in, and I have a friend who's parents just bought a brand new Equinox and that's kind of where my heart was set initially was a new Equinox my wife's been driving a four year old Equinox I don't like it but you can't find 2022 Equinoxes to see what they're like so they got a brand new one and I want to see if I can you know take a look at it see if I like it or not they said that there was a commercial that Equinox is the roomiest SUV in its class I don't think so it seems pretty tight my Malibu seems like it has more Cabin I don't like the Equinox. They gave me one for a loaner, and I, I'm sure it's not wasn't brand new, but it's it's too small for me. I, was it a gray one? A white. Okay, because well, we had a gray one from the same place. So, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go any smaller than what I've got now. Look at that! That's forty grand. Oh yeah, it's insane. And my sister, who works in a assembly plant, says, "Don't buy them. Don't buy them. Don't buy them." <laughs> kind of have to trust her on that. They're all the same. I mean, it's it's all it's all components put thrown together. Yeah, you get one. You might get one that's made in an off shift and not right. But I've been lucky. My Beretta that I bought in '95, I had for 13 years. At the end of 13 years, when I was getting rid of it, the original exhaust was starting to go. I had replaced the shocks and struts on it, and I was on my second thermostat, and it needed a new water pump. And I was like, Why do we keep putting? It's starting to nickel and dime me. So in 2008, we had a uh, George Bush gave us some money, and part of that recovery thing, I guess. Right. So I used it as a down payment on a 2008 Cobalt, and it was a piece of garbage. Those Cobalts were. It was just a piece of garbage. I hated that car from the get go, and I should have taken it back because I bought it from a place out in Albion, and uh, field mice had taken up residence in the engine compartment, and it never was right. <laughs> I got home with it, and I should have. I always, always, always open up the engine compartment and trunk before I leave the dealership, and it was closing time, and so I was kind of rushed, and it was my own fault. I get home, I go, why are my lights blinking? Like I was like Morse code driving down the road. <laughs> I get home, I lift the hood so I can see if there's a loose connection with the headlights, and here's a field mice nest just yeah. all over the engine compartment. So I called the salesman who happened to still be there. And drove all the way back, and the owner, who is an assemblyman, that was so it was years ago. Mm-hmm. He uh, he happened to be there. They were having beers or something after hours, right? And uh, he goes, "Oh, we'll fix this up for you, and you should give me a new car." Yeah, I don't want this one. You find me another. Find me another new one. Yeah, and that's the danger of having a dealership out in the really in the backwoods. Well, if you look at yeah, that that's the worst location ever for a dealership. It is. It really is. I don't know why they build it there. So then I got so pissed off at that Cobalt, and I paid a bunch of money down on it, and they told me I I was going to pay cash for it, mm-hmm. and they told me I couldn't. They don't like that. So I had, a, I, had I think I had a, uh, a 20-month loan on it. <laughs> I mean, it was super short. It was less than two years. Right. It was some weird thing. I said, I want to pay this much a month then, and it worked out to be 20 months, and they let me do it at this great great interest rate uh-huh. and I paid it off before you know well before and so then I hated that car so much my wife was driving it back and forth to work and the front control arm bushings they kept 
breaking out. Instead of actually putting new ones in, they put patches in, and they kept doing it and kept doing it. I said, I'm done. That piece of shit replaced the Cavalier. All right. Which was Cavalier a good, was a good car. It, Cavaliers, depending on the body style you got, they were either, they were like the S10 Blazers. They were either complete pieces of shit, or you could run them for 30 years. And the one that I had, you could have run forever, but then mm-hmm. my sister met it, and then, you know, <laughs> don't change the oil. Well, that's just it. I mean, you know, you, telephone poles, immovable my ass. <laughs> <laughs> They're only buried so deep. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So then I went to Medina, and I bought in 2014. So I had that car for six years, that Cobalt, that I didn't like. (laughs) I pissed and moaned for six years. But we had babies and stuff, so, I mean, there's not a lot you can do. Right. So I said, fuck it. I want a new car. So I went, and I paid cash for a new car. And that dealership was fine with me having no, no payment. Right. They, My insurance company called me like five times in the same week. Oh, who's the lien holder? Nobody. What do you mean there's no lien holder? Right. I paid cash for the car. Okay. So then, so that first phone call comes from my agent or from the secretary at my agent's office. Then he calls me because we're friends and we've golfed and stuff. And he goes, there's no uh, lien on this title. I go, I know. I paid cash for the car. Okay. I'll let State Farm know, corporate office. Boston Spa was that out by Albany. Right. I get a call from them. We don't show a lien because I, I paid cash for the car. You paid cash for the car. Yes. Okay. Like, they were completely shocked. Right. And it has to do with being able to walk back the money, the cash. They, they like, like, we had people that wanted to make down payments in cash, and we, could, we would only take them in increments of less than 10 grand because at 10 grand, that set off red flags. And this was after the Lackawanna... Six okay, and it was post nine eleven. There's all kinds of rules about financial institutions and money and amounts that get red, that get flagged and looked at. And like I had a guy, he bought one of the la- he he bought it brand new, but it was one of the last S ten pickup trucks. He was an engineer at the local vehicle place, and he just he said, I, I don't believe in having to take right. out a loan to finance this. So I put money away. And then when I'm ready for a new vehicle, that's what I do. And he paid cash, and he I'm, I'm sure if they looked into it, he was able to walk back where the money all came from. Right. I think I had to fill out all their paperwork. There are forms you have to fill out. Yep. So I haven't had a car payment since 2010. Mm-hmm. So looking at a $700 a month car payment, in the broad scheme of things, is in the long, when you're looking at the long term, mm-hmm. it's not that much considering. But it's sticker shock when I haven't had a I haven't had to pay anything for a monthly payment for twelve years. Right, and there used to be you could finance that for zero percent for seventy two months. I mean, if you get if you can get that, then it's not so bad. Well, here's the thing I don't get either. You can buy a new truck. Like my dad's got a Trail Boss. The Trail Boss that I was looking at, I wanted to buy if I had all the money in the world was like seventy four thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I paid $82,000 for my house. It right. takes me 30 years to pay off the house, but I can pay off the seventy-two grand in six years. Why am I paying so fucking much on my mortgage now? Well, it's, you've got your, your taxes and then well, the house insurance and all that. Yeah, but my, ta- my escrow, I pay separately. I just pay it okay. anyway. So why I spend, so I spend $450 a month on my mortgage, why does it take 30 years to pay it off if I can pay off basically the same amount in, in seven on a car. Right. So someone's making money and it's not me. 
Well, exactly. Well, it never will be. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Right. I'm sure Alan has three or four different conspiracies that he, he can point to. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> but that's where they get you. It is where they get you. <laughs> Fuckers. Speaking of money and what we don't have enough of, I'm still really, really sad driving through Middleport and seeing the drive-in closed. Yeah. I, I'm completely taking a shot in the dark that the couple that run it and own it, she's not well enough to help okay. anymore. And I don't know where the kids are. I don't think they want to work there. I, well, and I would th- I would think if they did, it'd be open. Considering what they're asking for, and that it's plug and play ready, and how much those projectors cost, it's not a terrible price to pay. I mean, well, no, but when you look at the sticker, it's holy fuck, they right. want this much money. Yeah, but but if you had to go and pay for those projectors, right? That's three screens. Yeah. And I think he had to go all three projectors. When he, when he went and expanded, I think he got all three projectors. Well, look what they did. Right. Transit driving, five screens. I think it cost him seven hundred grand to put those projectors in. So he got three screens. So let's say half, mm-hmm. 350 grand, just in the projectors. Then he got a successful ice cream business out front. The property. Just the property and alone. the infrastructure. I mean, it's not a terrible price. The property alone's worth what they're asking for it if you didn't want to operate a drive-in. Yeah, how would you not want to? Well, someone told me who runs a drive-in, and it wasn't Rick, in a chat room one time that being a drive-in operator is like being a rock star because you do everything at night. Yeah. Because the last movie ends out at 2 o'clock, but you still have to pick shit up. You still have to close things down. By the time you get home, it's 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. You sleep till 3. Right. And then your day starts. Your day starts, like, you get up when the rock stars get up. I can and see that. And it's all summer long. Yep. It's, it's a summer. You, you, don't, you don't have your summers. Right. Which is something you have to consider. And now Rick has sold the transit drive-in, and he seems to be having a lot of fun. I follow him on Facebook and stuff. Oh, really? He's out a lot, doing a lot of hiking, and seems to be enjoying himself. So that's good. I feel kind of sad that it's not in his family anymore, but it's still locally owned because the guy who owns Dips and Theaters lives in Clarence. And yeah, that's, that's a low, real, Western New York right. local. But it, I mean, it's good that at least that's operating. I mean, if you if you if you can remember, I don't remember the Albion Drive-in when it was operating. Right near the Apollo, wasn't it? It's where the Walmart is now, it's, next it's, door to the Walmart. Yeah, it's, it was it was up off. Of there was 30. a hill to yeah, go up you into had it. To go up into it. The, the same family that runs the Sunset owned that. It who, was cousins of them that owned that. Who owned the Lockport Drive-in? I have no idea. Because that was the one, you know, where Durf's is at the bottom of the hill. The, yeah, the, the one in Gasport. Yeah. But it was called the Logport Drive. Yes. I remember that when that was operational. Yep, me too. E.T. Um, was there. So was it, was, it? it was at least into the mid-80s that it was still operational. Yeah. And then there was Transit. Um, I go by one. In Dunkirk? No, I don't know where that. If there's, there's one in Dunkirk, or there was there. one in Dunkirk. There's one just outside of Auburn that I go by as I go into Auburn. There used to be one. Now it's a medical campus. It was on Harlem Road in Cheektowaga. It was all blacktop. Yes. There was one out there. Then there was one, is it where Wegmans is on Military Road in Niagara Falls? I don't know. There probably was. There probably was a bunch of them at one point. Yeah. And just, I like the drive-ins. You know why I like them? Two things. Two movies for the price of one for the most part. Mm-hmm. And... I like sitting outside and watching movies. I have a projector for outside. It's so cool to go out and just sit outside yeah. mm-hmm. and watch a movie and enjoy yourself. Better than sitting in the house and 
and the kids have fun. I think it's, I always said it's more fun when we have kids. It's not because then you got to <laughs> keep track of them when they're up at the playground and stuff. Then they right. want all the concessions because I've learned over the years being friends with drive-in owners and movie theater owners that they don't make jack shit on the movies, especially if it's a Disney movie. I'm sure. Disney it's, it's, rakes them over the coals. It's, it's like a franchise, like like the lottery or gas stations, independent gas stations don't make shit on the gas. The yeah, distributor it, makes all that money. I think at one point, George and I were talking about it. It's typically around 89% of your ticket cost for a Disney movie goes back to Disney. Well, I bet. At least. Yeah. And someone will probably correct me, but it's it's pretty high. So they their margin is made when you buy a burger and a drink. So do it. Right, support. That's that's where you support your local businessman. Yep. Not not necessarily the movie, because Disney's making their movie anyway, making their money anyway. Except oh. for today, because Disney Plus was down all day. Oh, it was crashed it? worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> I get a notification. I'm going. <laughs> I, I didn't. I don't go on Disney Plus all that often. I started watching the new season of What We Do in the Shadows, so that's on Hulu. Right, and I have the bundle. Um, would that work then? If Disney Plus is down, would Hulu still work if you have, have it bundled? It should. They're, they're separate apps. And you have ESPN with that then too, right? Yes, ESPN Plus, I think, whatever <laughs> the fuck it is. I don't, I've, I've never signed into it. <laughs> You're a sports guy. I'm not. Though. No? I'm, no, I'm not. Yeah, I didn't start that because there are only two episodes in. Yeah. I'll watch it when I can. I wanted to see it just to see how they were going to do the whole Colin Robinson thing. It's... Hilarious! The first episode, the second episode, like okay, I get it. <laughs> right, I'll binge at least part of the last season before I. The get dude who plays Nandor uh-huh. has fantastic voice control because he was talking like a couple from Wisconsin at one point, <laughs> and I'm like, I can totally hear that. You can't tell that he's. First of all, you can never tell that he's an English dude anyway, right? Because he's got that weird accent. And then there was that episode where he voiced. The other vampires, because right, of the cloak yeah. of the whatever the cloak was. Right. Hey there, dipshit. <laughs> and I'm, I'm. I showed it to my wife the other night. She goes, "That's not Mark Proch, whatever heck his name is, talking and him lip syncing." I go, "No, that's that's Nandor really saying all that shit." <laughs> wow. And then he's got the manner, the Matt Berry mannerisms in, and it's just fantastic. It's a great show. My wife hates it, though. She hated Letter Kenny to begin with, but it's grown on her. So there's still time. Yeah. I got stuck on a Game of Thrones binge this weekend because they're, they're doing a, a prequel, s- right? Well, that comes out. Game of Thrones is on one of the HBOs. Um, it's a season a day okay. until they get to the premiere of the prequel which is set hundreds and hundreds of years before Game of Thrones. And they're totally throwing away George R. R. Martin's notes on this one. This is all their own doing, right? I believe so. I, I don't think he's written anything but the Game of Thrones as far as that whole story. Yeah. But they're supposed to come out with, if you follow Game of Thrones, they're, they're ta- there's talk of a sequel around Jon Snow. Really? Yeah. Again, probably not George R. R. Martin. Probably not. I don't think he's very happy with the last season. A lot of people weren't happy with the last season, let alone the last episode. But yeah, I thought first of all, I thought the season was rushed. Yeah, and then at the end, the last two episodes are like what? They didn't tie enough together. They right. they could have they could have they could have done more. I keep hearing these grave, awesome 
just fantastic reviews, these rave reviews of The Bear on Hulu with the dude who played Philip on Shameless. Yeah, I'm a fan of his. Um, I haven't seen that, though, yet. He's got resting bitch face. You know, how he talks about James Spader having resting bitch face, this kid has got it. Yeah, yeah. He's no Emmy Rossum, I'll tell you that. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) But all those guys on Shameless, I could see doing other stuff. Um, The kid that played the, the gay kid. I don't know if he's really gay or not, but he, I, I could see him doing other stuff. The two younger kids. And I fell off of that the last I have, like, and two seasons left. And I just haven't got into it. Once she left, I was like, eh. Yeah, I kind of lost it there, too. And then what's his name? The dude who's married to the black woman. I call him Van because he was on Reba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just annoying as hell. Yeah, he got... He was the same thing over and over and over again. Sort of like Lip. He kind of just got stuck in that loop. Now, the guy who plays the father, I think he's got a great future in movies. (laughs) (laughs) Going out on the limb on that one, huh? Yes. (laughs) I bet you you can look for, I think his name is William H. Macy. Yeah. He's probably got some films. You should check them out. (laughs) I'm betting they're going to be great. (laughs) Do you ever see him in Wild Hogs? Yeah. That was hilarious. He was the only guy who actually rides, motor- rides a motorcycle. Oh, really? At the time. Now they all ride a motorcycle. Oh. But, yeah, he's got a Harley. Like, when his wife was going through that college debacle yep. that um, Aunt Becky was going through, he was just riding around California like, I want nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with me. Right. And it didn't. And right. But when he hit, the, in the movie, when he hit that sign, <laughs> look, guys, I saved it. And then, bang. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that movie, too. He was in Boogie Nights, too. He was. He's married to Nina Hartley. Yeah. <laughs> Until he shot her. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of had it coming. Well, she was coming or something. <laughs> he was in a movie called Focus. It was set right after World War II, I think, and he looked Jewish. And so people gave him a real hard time and were very racist towards him. It was a very poignant film. It was fantastic. Really? It was not a comedy, but it, it was a great movie. So he's good. Does he definitely has acting chops? Well, he does. He. I mean, nothing beats Mystery Men though. I remember that one. He was the superhero. I don't remember that one. No. no? I think Ben Stiller was in it too. They were your garden variety, low budget Walmart brand superheroes. <laughs> Those are the best ones though. It was funny, even though it had Ben Stiller in it. Not a big fan of his. Yeah, I can take him or leave him. He's done good stuff. I mean, I don't know how impressed I am with his serious stuff. I mean, I don't know. So speaking of movies, I have a question for you. I know you're not from Medina, but you live in Medina now and kind of have a pulse on some of the stuff that used to go on. Do you remember? I'm not sure what it is now. There used to be a theater right on Main Street, right by the fire department. Right across the street from the city hall, yep. It was, uh, it's still a theater. Are they doing something in that now? They are. Um, it's kind of like just an event venue. It was closed for a long, oh, yeah, long closed. time. It had to have been a dump in there. Yeah. Well, at one point, the village took it away from the owner because he wouldn't do anything with it. It was falling apart. <clears throat> it was a bar. I don't remember it being a bar. Yep. It was a bar. Remember the, is the marquee still out there? Yep. Okay. Yeah, because they'll, they'll put stuff on the marquee for different events going on in town. Um, somebody running for something might get there name up on it state or federal they're running for the local 
I want to, I want, I just saw the, I didn't read the article. I just saw the, the headline online and it, I want to say she's an assembly candidate, All right. but I could be, I, I could be way off. She had some sort of town hall at the theater. Another place I remember. And I'm it, not, was, it was the Diane, the, the Diana. Right, right. The guy from Middleport owned that, didn't he? I don't know. There was another place. I'm not from Medina, but I spent a lot of time there. Had cousins and family there. Across the street from that was the newsstand, the Curvin's News. Curvin's was... That's gone now, right? Yeah, that's a tattoo shop. Really? That's a shame. People don't buy magazines and newspapers anymore, though. Well, that's just it. And he, he, he can only sell so much penny candy. Right. I spent and, a lot of pennies there. And lottery. And again, you don't make any money on the lottery unless somebody wins big. Do you get paid back if they win big? You, you get... get Depending on the big prize, like the store will get a million dollars. Really? Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. He just scratched like a fool for <laughs> when I was younger and <laughs> right. felt stupid afterwards, you know? He, he, was it his wife was sick? Or he, and then he got sick? I don't know, but he had a grown son that I don't think had any interest in it. And he, he was on the village, the guy that owned it was on the village board for a long time. Um, and then he got off the village board and... It just kind of was what it was. I mean, again, a news store, a newsstand. I remember. I definitely remember going there when I was a kid. Oh, well, it was it was Curvin's. It, it was Curvin's as long as I can remember. Yeah, it was one of three or four dry cleaners in town. Really? Yes. There was a bowling alley over by where your dry cleaners was too, wasn't there? Yes. I can't remember the name of it now. It's, it, the name escapes me. Ronaldo's was over there. Okay. I don't know where. It was over there somewhere, I yeah. know. Napa Place, maybe? No, it wasn't over there. Mm. I think it was in the building where Sambito Realty used to be on Main Street. I don't know what's in there now. Okay. I remember when I was a kid, we used to get our portraits done at JCPenney, the smallest village in the country to have a JCPenney, I think. Yeah, it was one of the original JCPenney's. It yeah. was an old JCPenney's. Had the basement. You go downstairs, uh-huh. and that's where the, that's where your cat you picked up your catalog orders. Yes. Now it's Blissett's. And Blissett's used to be next door. Blissett's used to be. Did it, was it next door or across the street? It was down where the building Rosenkranz is in. Okay. Um, it it occupied Blissett's occupied two or three storefronts, I believe, right in the middle, right where. I want to. Was there a Woolworths down there? Yeah, where uh, Medina TV and appliances. Okay. I thought so. Mm-hmm. The other thing that the other two places that stick out in my head, I never went into, but they're like iconic Medina sites. Silver Dollar Bar. It's um, the Irish pub now. And Corky's Bakery. And that's closed. It's just vacant. That's a shame. Totally a shame. I think the guy that owns the print shop, he owns, there's the medicine shop, and then he owns the next three or four buildings which okay. would include Corky's. Yeah, but those were, those were a thing when I was a kid. Yeah. Another thing was Kennedy Brothers. When people, when men actually dressed up for to go out. Yeah. Now we're all slobs, so those businesses went out of business. Yeah, we don't have... Nobody does. No. We used to have Lurch and Daily here uh-huh. in, in Lockport, and Kennedy Brothers had, they had a small a store here. They did, yes. But Medina was their main store. Yes. And I don't think... There's not a place like that around at all, is there? There was a place. Now it's Lowe's Arcade. They had some cool clothes in there. And there was a small place, Balazia or something like that, in Lockport. But they're really tiny and they're really boutique. Mm-hmm. Not like 
you know. Well, if you need dress clothes, you go to like men's warehouse or yeah. something like that. You don't. Well, Austin bought dress clothes for his interview. He went. That's where he went. That's where I go to typically. But I'd rather give money to a local person than to. Yeah, but there aren't local right, shops like not, that anymore, and they, they can't make. They're not even tailors anymore, and that's what my daughter's basically going to college for. <laughs> be a seamstress. Right. There's there's one in Medina. She seems to be busy. Yeah. My mom did that. She was a seamstress out of the house, worked on wedding dresses and wedding party dresses and all that stuff. It was, well, as a 13, 14, 15-year-old boy having women come to the house to try on their wedding dress, it was wonderful. <laughs> right. I don't know who does the seamstress work for Blissett's. Do they uh, need it, help? I know a kid. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I think she works upstairs, All right. more or less, up on the second floor. But they obviously, she obviously has to have somebody that does alterations because she's doing weddings and prom dresses. Right. And that's, a, that's really a, a niche business that's been around for decades. And people come in from all over, coming from out of town mostly in, to buy baby clothes. From Blissett's. Yeah. Your christening dresses and outfits and then right. prom gowns and wedding dresses. And then there's... Lily and a sparrow across the street. Same thing. Boutique. Really niche People come from out of town to spend their money. The local people really wouldn't, don't have the money to spend on a place like that. Damn them. But they can spend how much at Bent Opera House? <laughs> that's crazy expensive. It's not, it's, if, and it's not for local, not that it's not for local people, but it's. No, that's, that's a draw. Exactly. It's 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 an experience. You're paying right. for that experience. And you're paying for an experience. Absolutely. And I've heard wonderful things about it and it's gonna be wonderful if I ever, you know, remortgage the house so I can go. <laughs> right. My twenty fifth anniversary is coming up, so I was thinking about going there for that. But to find out if they have vegetarian options. Because what I've seen so far for each week is there's been nothing vegetarian, so I don't know. I really don't. Um, I do know that I haven't heard a bad thing about it. No, me neither. Just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things. When I was a kid, Gallagher Farms out there on uh-huh. on uh, 63, there were cows there. Right. That w- and you would sled down the hill and there'd be frozen cow patties and you'd just get fucking air when you're going down the hill. But the thing, that the on the corner in of Maine and Center where the Santa Claus Village is, mm-hmm. There used to be a building that was falling down when I was a young it kid. It burned down. It was just, and they left it there, left it sitting there for years I don't before they tore it down. Right. Well, it and then it was an empty. It's Rotary Park, is what it's called. I don't know if the Rotary actually has anything to do with maintaining it, but that's what they call it. Really? And that's where the Santa, Santa House is, and that's where the visitor center is. I remember when I was little, I always wanted to go. We used to go out over Bates Road, go out state to Bates Road, and go out to a family out there. And I always wanted to stop at State Street Park. My dad goes, you don't want to stop there. I'm like, <laughs> but they got a cool playground. You, you don't want to stop there. <laughs> but we grocery shop right there. It's super duper. Right. You don't want to stop there. It's, 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 it's different now. Better? Yeah, much better. It looks yeah. like a nice park. It really, it really is. Um, but we're talking late 70s, early 80s. Right. So. <laughs> right. That, that, that side it, of town wasn't <laughs> the greatest, but... Yeah, Medina was quite the... Uh, yeah, I had family members who worked at Fisher-Price, and that was a big deal. It was a big deal. That's why I had all those Fisher-Price toys when I was a young kid, because they worked there, so birthday presents, Christmas presents for Fisher-Price stuff. Yeah, there used to be a, an, like an employee store, and employees got discounts. My dad told me one time, I know he was full of shit, but I still 
in the in my head want to believe that the tower that that round concrete thing that's on the west side of that plant over there by the shipping side okay which you're coming down salt works road they used to have fisher price paint it looks it used to look like a can of fisher price toys Okay, I, 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 I vaguely remember. My that. dad used to say that was full of toys waiting to be picked up. It, it wasn't, <laughs> but in my head, there's toys in there. Sure, yeah, yeah. Back in World War II, they had German POWs there because it was the Heinz Pickle Factory. Right. Yeah, I had to do phone work in there, and it was interesting because Fisher Price had been gone by then, but they were subletting parts of it out, so you had to get phone lines from one part of the building to another. All the phone lines came in one building. You can only go about. 500 feet with a phone line in those days before you had to put a repeater on it. Those, those buildings are thousands of feet long. Oh, they are. They're, they're, it, it's, yeah, the, and they're all interconnected. You can get lost. You could. There were two things that always stuck out about it. Christmas time, they had the Christmas tree on top of the roof. You can see it from 31. Still do. And they had a haunted house there. The JCs ran a haunted house. Whatever company owned it, whether it was Fisher Price or whatever, would donate the warehouse space and the JCs, which is defunct now. I think all JCs are defunct now. Probably. They have Buffalo, Niagara, you know. <laughs> well, Lockport used to have all kinds of organizations. They had yeah. two or three different Optimus you clubs. Can't get, and you can't keep people to volunteer for anything anymore. No. So. Well, now you can't get people to work, let alone volunteer for anything. Right. It's tough. But yeah, the local JCs ran that haunted house. Yeah, I, I remember, remember that. that. And when it was Fisher Price, from the buildings that were along Park Avenue to what would be Park Avenue, that was all blacktop. And that's where you stood in line to go into the haunted house. Really? And when it turned, when the guy bought it and turned it into the pickle factory, he's the one that paid for all that granite curbing and grass and shrubbery that's there now. And, I mean, it, it, it still could be a dormant, dilapidating complex of buildings that Fisher-Price left. If it wasn't for the gentleman that bought it, and was Associated Brands there? Now? Associated Brands is out off of, and it's not that anymore either. They got bought. They bought the old injection mold building that's out out on Saltworks Road. Okay. Um, matter of fact, when I worked for Sigma, we were in the pickle factory, and the owner they thought about taking the con- there's a conveyor that used to bring the molded parts from the mold building to the assembly plant. And that's what that big metal structure is. They took a chunk of it out in the middle, but basically that was just a big long conveyor. Wow. And they thought about taking that all down and converting those into storage sheds to rent out, but it wouldn't be worth the money they figured. So it's just So there. how much is occupied over there? Last I knew, 100% of it. Really? That's really good for Medina then. Yeah, they well he had a crew that operated the warehouse facility, the pickle factory which would be the warehouse facility. Um, burns matic rented a bunch of it before they left They make town. the Olympic torches. burns matic um, They're out of town. Weren't they over on Bates Road? Yeah. Um, Newell Rubbermaid was the parent company. Okay. They, they sold burns matic to Worthington Cylinder, which was one of their biggest customers for right. burns matic torches. So Worthington Cylinder bought it, and then shortly after that moved it out to out west wherever they are those bastards because it was pretty cool to know that the olympic torches were made in medina just burns and matic torches i mean those handheld torches were all over the world and they were made that was one of those deals where newell rubbermaid sourced a lot of it out to 
China or Japan or something couldn't maintain the quality spec. So that work got brought back to Medina, and then they sold it off. That's too bad that they're not still there. It is, because they employed a lot of people. Um, well, like, well, when Fisher-Price left, everybody got buyouts, and the people that weren't ready to retire, most of them were given the opportunity to go to East, I mean, East Aurora is a hell of a drive. Right. You drive three blocks for 25 years, now you got to drive to East Aurora for work. But they still had jobs. Right. Um, and I don't know what the East Aurora plant does anymore. You just think about that for a moment. Medina had Fisher-Price and Burns-O-Matic. They had just a hopping little place. World headquarters of those, of those particular businesses. Crazy. When Fisher-Price Fisher was independently owned, there was, a, there was a time when Fisher-Price, it was owned by Quaker Oats, and it was owned by another, I think, Mattel. And in between there, it was basically independently, like, employee-owned. Really? And, and Fisher Price's world headquarters were in Medina, even though they had that plant in East Aurora. The headquarters purchasing all the big bosses were here in Medina. That's cool. It's really so, awesome, actually. Um, that FMC facility in Middleport was a, was a huge FMC plant. Yeah. They've, they've had their share of negative press. And ups and downs. And they're, they're still going, though. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think legally... They can leave. I think they have to occupy and at least maintain the property because of the environmental impact. So they got to do something with it as long as they got to own it and maintain it. But now it's it's like it's like an assembly plant. They 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 mix different compounds that they make. They make shit and bring it in, and then mix it to sell it and ship it out. And so they're still operating. They used to have at the corner of Slayton Settlement and Gasport Road. They had a test field there. Oh, did they? I don't know. Yeah, but now it's owned by a farmer, except for a small area where I am assuming, this is only an assumption, they may have dumped barrels. Empty or full, I'm not sure, but they may have dumped barrels back there. But that part is, if there's an accepting and reserving, like you, this is all good for farming now, except for this area here. Right. So I think there's probably something back there. Right. And then the other business that's in Middleport is another Sigma, which I don't think is any more related to the one in Medina. Originally, it was. Originally, Originally it was. was all Sigmas. Yeah, that, yep. that's, uh, that's Sigma Motor. That's the original Sigma. And then what got the offshoots of Sigma Motor were Sigma and what is now Baxter Medical in Medina. And then Sigma, American Sigma, which got bought out and shipped out of town years ago. Yeah, I remember that. That was a big deal. Yeah, because when he sold it, he said he'd never let it leave town as part of the deal. Right. What is, you remember that, Finney Tool and Die? It's a machine shop. Are they, I don't ever see anybody there. Yeah. They're, okay. They're, they're a Monday through Friday, no no weekends. No weekends. So that's probably um, when I drive through is the They weekend. sold out. They sold that to uh, Whistler Corporation. The place I probably miss the most is the Apple Grove. <laughs> I do, too. I mean, you said you worked there and stuff, but, man, that was a... A cool place to go to. And I didn't even work there back in the 70s and early 80s when in its heyday. I remember hearing stories about it. I mean, it was a hopping place. Mm -hmm. And I've gone to a couple parties there, but it was at the end of its life expectancy, and it was, you know, aged. Yeah. I mean, even I always said that if you pick that up and put it out in Clarence or Amherst, It'd be huge. we'd have made money hand over fist. Right. But even institutions like Fanny's, and some of the other bigger restaurants in, in, in the suburbs aren't there anymore. A lot of places aren't. Food 
industry is terrible right now. And like where that bank is, what is it, Lakeshore Bank out there in the corner of Saltworks and 31? That used to be a restaurant. I remember yeah. going there. That was a restaurant on and off for years. For years. But mm-hmm. it never nothing ever lasted very long there. No, they couldn't keep it running. Now it's a credit union. I think it's a credit union. Yeah. Lakeshore's credit union? Yeah, it's a credit union. Yeah. They're bu- they're actually building um, in between, right next to Burger King, where they cleared all that frontage out. Really? The, Over there by Value? Yeah, they're building that. They're going to build there. I saw when they were selling it that Value Real Estate was selling it. Value owns all that. Yeah, all that say, back in there. They, they, own acre, they own acres of property. Man. I bet you Value still owns the original Value Across site. the street? The, the old car dealership. Yeah. That, that's Dollar General now. The crappiest Dollar General I've ever seen, by the way. It is. The building's a shithole. It's falling it apart. Is. It's always been falling apart. It's never been a great That's building. That's why value moved across the street, because <laughs> that building was a shithole. <laughs> and, of course, we're going to wrap it up with Dollinger's, the motel. They're actually cleaning it up. It used. I, I am pretty sure they used to have hourly rates there. That wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> and actually, I, my daughter works over at Dunkin' Donuts, so okay. I'm over by the, the motel. It looks like they're, it is very nice now. Well, it, it got sold. Um, the family that owns it owns just about every hotel and motel from here to Jamestown. Really? And I won't, I won't say the family name on air, but they've started to put money into that particular site. Um, you can see where they've replaced windows and doors. And are doing work. Is it a little too late though? With the what's the other place, the cobblestone or whatever the heck it is? Well, that that's uh, that's a quality in now. Is it? The, the people that built it had to. They couldn't get furniture because of supply chain issues. So they had to actually buy into a franchise like Quality In, oh. and then get their furniture to wow. fucking open the place. There there was there was a deal there too where construction stopped. Yeah, it took forever to build that well, place. Well, I think there was a deal with with uh, economic development money that didn't come through. So the contractor's like, "Well, I'm not fucking putting shit on my credit till you pay me." <laughs> <laughs> One of those deals where money was supposed to come and it didn't come as fast oh, as the yeah, contractor thought works. it should, and so it got held. And but now we have a nice quality in, and I'm sure between Baxter and Take Form and other businesses. And just tourist stuff. I mean, I can see somebody coming and spending the weekend when Thomas is in town, and that's still going. It's only one weekend a year now, but it's still right. there. And that's expensive. That draws a lot of money. And when you have a kid that age, you don't care. <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I have four of them, though, so right, well, you know that's a lot of money. Yeah, well, when your kid wants to see Thomas, right? And that's all you fucking hear. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I like talking about this history stuff. Yeah, I could do that all the time. Though. I mean, there's, there's, there, I like to know about. I mean, and again, I did pub ed for the fire department, so it and I did fucking bus tours at the Apple Grove when I ran it. So it only behooved me to know about the old houses and and stuff that was coming in and out of town and going on and and I'm I am a bit of a historian. We won't we won't let Rich know that. <laughs> That there's two of us on the. <laughs> I'm a history buff, not a historian, but a lot of that old shit's very interesting, and and the stuff that went on in in little old Polgunk Medina. Some of those houses on West Center Street are huge, and a lot of them are still original houses, not cut up into shithole. I like apartments. the one on the corner right by the hospital, the brick one. Something about the house has always intrigued it used, me. It used to have the shrub. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
whoever bought that took all them shrubs on. I think that I think that cleaned it up. Yeah, it looks really nice. I wanted to buy it at one point, but just didn't work out because it was for, it's been for sale several times since we bought our house. one time it was for sale for a long time. Yeah, um, and now the house that's for sale is that the the uh, red sandstone one on the corner of thirty one was the thirty one A there thirty one E and uh, sixty three. Well, it's not sixty three. I can't remember what the name of the road is. You go, you turn off of uh, Telegraph Road onto make that turn right so you can go over the lift bridge. The restaurant used to be on the, on the opposite corner. Shit, what was the name of the restaurant? Maple Maple Grove Inn? I can't remember what the hell it was. In Medina? Yeah. It's that pink stone one on the corner. It's got a huge side yard. It's on the... Oh, uh, that used to be the Chambers Estate. You're th- and it was the Maple Crest Inn. Maple Crest Inn. That's yeah. for sale. I saw that. Um, I believe Talus Equity owns the house you're referring to, and they're restoring it. And I think it's for sale too. I think that it's they're trying to flip already. Maybe it saying is. that we're going to put this into it, so this is what the house is worth. We'll finish the project, but if you want to buy it now, oh okay, that type of thing. But I drove by the other day, and the front door was wide open. There was no cars around. No so kidding. I don't. They're in the middle of redoing the house, the old high school. Tal- oh, yeah. Talus Equity. That'll be a nice project once it's finished. Truth or rumor tunnel under that high school that goes over to the Y? I've never heard that before. Someone told me that a long time ago. Uh, I've never had anyone corroborate it. I wouldn't believe that. Okay. There's too many houses in between. That's what I thought. It's like, what, two blocks? At least a block. I mean... I don't know. I thought that was a cool-looking building, the high school. You could do a lot with it. It'll be mixed use. It'll be townhouses and commercial property downstairs and... Got a big parking lot. <laughs> it certainly does. <laughs> Needs to be paved, but it's got a big parking lot. It's always needed to be paved. Anyway, thanks for listening this week. For Matt, I am Craig. Thanks for listening. Join us again next week. We'll hopefully have everybody back. I think we will not have Ellen back next week. I think he's off one more week, but hopefully we'll get Walden back. So for everyone at Shenanigans, good night. <laughs>